you know, you know, and I know, and I know, and they know, they know, and we know, we go all in, you know, and I know, they know, they know, cause we know, What up? What up? What up? Welcome to the newest edition of What You've Been Missing. It's your boy K Dizzle DC. It is your boy Have Streams. What's Happy good? What's Sunday, good? Guys? Happy Sunday. Man, how you feeling, K Dizzle? How you feeling? feeling Happy fantastic. Sunday. Look, I'm fe- even though my wizards lost, I'm feeling fantastic, bro. Feeling fantastic. Damn, man. Reminded me building. already, man. What is it? <laughs> you can see my hat in the bottom of the screen. No, man. No, any heartbreak, bro. We kind of we kind of took that L. I mean, we fumbled we fumbled the ball, you know, early on uh, against what's the name, and now we now we putting ourselves behind. But it's what it is. But look, welcome to the All Dressed Up Podcast. You find us here every Sunday at nine p.m. Thank you guys for coming in. Hey, four one zero is in the building already. What do, what do. You, man. Hey, look, this week. I, we really wanted to talk about this last week, but we're going to get yeah. into this. Um, y'all see the title of the show. My man have put the joint out there. We're going to get into it. Um, so it's going to be real interesting pushing forward. Like, a hey, lot man. of people have a lot of different topics this week, yo. A it's lot been, of people it's been a, it's a, been a wild topics. week. It's, it's been a funny week, K. Dozer. Plus, you have to mention, it's our Sweet 16 tonight. Happy Sweet 16, bro. Sweet 16. Episode all right. Sweet 16. 16 already. Appreciate everybody from day one. Love you, Shanae Wilborn. How you doing? Hey, hey, Shanae. What's up? What's up? Welcome, so, welcome, welcome. You know, yeah. 16 episodes in, man. How you feeling so far? You enjoying yourself? Feeling good. I'm feeling good. I'm loving the consistency. Doing, I'm Ms. loving Pat? the folks in here. Uh, Shanae's in the building. Shout out to Shanae 410 Beard. Mama Hep is always in the building. Sweet 16 is always a good 16 feeling. 16 candles. <laughs> <laughs> I got three more that got to hit 16. I swear to God, it ain't coming fast enough. It's oh, not man. coming fast enough. Okay? How, was your, how was your experience today uh, driving with your baby girl? Uh, first Getting of all, my baby was the oldest, right? And so it was five hours of driving. Look at what's going on with my kids. That's, that's a lot of driving, man. Five hours. No, well, it wasn't all driving. It was a little bit of parking. Uh, it was a little bit of um, yeah, parallel parking back and forth on the road. It's stressful. Well, well you made it. You back in one piece. That's here. You know, That's God is good. good. God I'll tell you good. what, man. I had a wild, a wild Friday night. Shout out to the Carters. Melinda Heflin, you got to change your name, sweetheart. Congratulations, you man. Congratulations. Yeah. Uh, I had I had the pleasure I had the pleasure of walking um, my aunt down the aisle Friday night. It was oh, special. Man. I was oh, so nervous. Hey, all I wanted to make sure that I did not do was trip and fall. <laughs> and I just wanted to just keep that good smile and just look around and you know just do my job, get her to the point. And uh, it was a beautiful wedding though. We had a great time. So thank you guys man, very much. Fantastic. Much love to your future endeavors. Congrats, congrats, congrats. Marriage is a big step. Marriage is a huge step. It's a huge commitment. And and look, more power to you. More power to you. One thing we do talk about on this show a lot is love, relationships. And uh, Melinda, congrats. 
Uh, stay and how tuned. They are ruined. <laughs> how you can ruin them, how you can fix right. them. So we always talking about those things and keeping them focused on it. But shout out to family, man. Family's important. Uh, first yes, and foremost. Uh, but yeah, man, let's get into sports. Okay. Let's come on, half. All right, Bring man. So this is my favorite time of the year. I don't know if you guys know, but it's the NBA playoffs, man. The play-in is over. All that BS is gone. If you didn't know what was going on, it's okay. Because now we're back to our original one through eight seeds. So let's run it down so far with the first games out of the way. Like K Dizzle said, our Wizards, we took an L. Russell Westbrook was playing crackish. Yes. He had he had the slow face. I don't know what happened to him today. Hopefully he comes back strong. The Knicks and ATL are playing right now. Uh should be winding down. Should be like a couple minutes left in that game. So we'll see. I think the Knicks are gonna take that series, man. I don't know. You think the Knicks are gonna take that series? Yeah, I'll take the Knicks in that one. Uh they might they might pull it. They Did you see the game winning shot? Did you see the game winning shot that your boy Chris Middleton hit against the Heat? I did not. Oh, what a good shot, not. man. With one second left to go, so they take a, a one-game lead in that series. Brooklyn and Boston, just like you thought, the big three for Brooklyn, they scored or assisted on like 98 of all their points of that night. Yes, sir. So they're going to probably sweep Boston. I don't see the moves in the game in that series. They're at 1-0. Uh, but what about the Clippers and the Mavericks? Who would have thought Doncic would have came out and gave the Clippers an L off the break? The Clippers are looking just like they did, like they were in the playoffs last year. Big disappointment. Hey, 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 hey. Anything's possible you know? when you get to the playoffs, bro. Anything hey, did possible. you see what happened in that first game, in that Clippers game? No, I did not. The only one, the only game I have caught this week is the game we just lost. It's the only one I've, I've gained this week so far. That game had the Kawhi Leonard play. Yeah, <laughs> wait a minute. Yeah, the one you telling me show. to show everybody? Yes, yes sir. That's oh, cool. my gosh. Okay. So the Clippers lost to the Mavericks, right? But your boy Kawhi Leonard, he doesn't talk much. But I'll tell you what, he definitely let this dunk speak for itself. <laughs> he let this dunk speak for itself. Hold on, hold on, this hold on. A, this is an NBA playoff dunk. Yeah, it was a playoff dunk. Hold on. Let me let me pull it back. And the yeah, funny thing is, that. he didn't show any emotion, man. He just banged on he his He doesn't. Man. He's not an emotional guy. And his new balances stayed tight. And he just turned <laughs> he around and went down side. Here it is. Here it is. For the Clippers, after finishing with the fifth best record in the NBA and a ton of injuries during the regular season, Leonard gets the steal. Three on one. Oh! oh. <laughs> <laughs> Right back down to the other side of the court. Huh? Right back down to the other side of the court. Couple high fives or something. Take that with you, sir. Go to sleep. And I laughed. What do you do? I laughed. Hey, man. That's a hell of a play. That's the best play so far. The first. The first playoff game. Then your boy Carmelo came out with the three to the head a few times last night. Gave the Portland Trailblazers a spark. They took a surprise and won a lead against the uh, MVP-led Denver Nuggets. And then last but not least, another tough one for me, man. I don't know what happened today with the Lakers, bro. What happened, Shout man? Out to the Phoenix Suns. What happened? <laughs> Laker Nation, what happened, man? Chat, tell me what happened to LeBron today. I'm glad I stopped gambling, Kay. I'm so happy I stopped gambling because I would have bet the house on the Lakers in game one against Phoenix, and it didn't happen. Both both superstars for both teams, Chris Paul and LeBron, uh, left the game with some slight injuries. Both came back, but the Lakers lost 99-90, so 
interesting uh set of games, man. Shout out to the Phoenix Suns. Yeah. If they pull off, if they pull that off, bro. If they pull that off, I'm just saying. It's gonna be yeah. What would you say? If they pull it off, they pull it off. It's gonna be what the does upset. that do? What does that do for LeBron's legacy if the Phoenix Suns win this series? What does it do for their legacy? For LeBron's legacy. In the conversation, I'm gonna let I'm gonna let, the, I'm gonna let all of LeBron the stands <laughs> to write that legacy if they get put out by Chris Paul, the 36 year old mm. Chris Paul, State Farm agent, State Farm agent, um, in the Phoenix Suns with the young Phoenix Suns team. I'm gonna let I'm gonna let y'all write that because uh, they took that L and took that they took that L pretty good. So so check this um, out, right? Out. But look, it's heating up. It's heating up. Always has got enough opportunity to make so, things right. If you're from DC, if you're from South Carolina, the name Kwame Brown might ring a bell, right? <laughs> For different reasons, right? If you're from the DC area, if you're from South Carolina, the name Kwame Brown might ring a bell. If you're from other parts of the, you know, in the country, if you hear Kwame Brown, you might un- unfortunately associate his name now with being an NBA first round, first overall pick bust. Yes. And that's something we wanted to touch on before we get into our main topic tonight. Um, but it was an interesting media week, man. I, I'm going to tell you, <laughs> K. Dizzle, I never would have thought that I, I've never heard Kwame Brown even talk this much, right? <laughs> because the guy, you know, I, I've been a Bullets fan since I was born. I came right. out a Bullets Wizards fan, so... We would be terrible every year, but we never had the first overall pick. No. And we would always get like, you know, ninth, tenth pick. We'd always get screwed in the lottery. So this year we get the first overall pick. And I'm like so excited, man. Like, you know, we're gonna get a superstar. We're gonna be a championship contender. Yeah. And they're telling me, look, man, Michael Jordan's handpicking the Kwame Brown kid. And I'm like, you know, I never heard of him, but Michael Jordan's picking them. So I gotta say, you know, we got a shot, right? Right. Man, I got to, you know, if we look back, I'm not going to, you know, talk about the guy bad, but I wouldn't say it was a successful run for him, you know, with the Washington Wizards, but he did have a 13-year career. Uh, you got to be doing something to be in the league for that long. But, but what we're talking hear, about. Go ahead. Did you hear his story, though? He's, he said they had picked him first in hopes of trading him for Elton Brand. Yeah, and that and that trade got pulled back. I remember, I remember they had him working out. Hey, Miss Rona. Hey, Rona, what's going on? I remember they had him working out against Tyson Chandler, and Michael Jordan was in the gym, and he actually like got to watch them go one on one in different drills for like eight to ten hours, and picked them over Tyson Chandler. Mm-hmm. So Michael Jordan's never been known to have a real good, you know, sense of talent or direction for you know leading the team. But the reason why I'm talking about Kwame Brown. The Up and Smoke podcast, man, with Matt Barnes and Stephen Jackson. Yeah, uh, they had they had Gilbert Arenas on there, and uh, the talk of the town has been, you know, pretty much them calling the guy a bust. And Kwame Brown didn't take it well, man. He went viral, went on IG Live, and went on like five or six rants. Went on Stephen A. Smith. Uh, went on Charlemagne the God. I mean that that got real nasty. Anybody who wanted to smoke, that's what he did. He just. I mean, he, he just... went from calling Matt Barnes Becky with the good hair to talking about Derek Fisher, you know, messing with his wife and messing with his Oh, yeah. Talking about Stephen Jackson being a fake blood, you know, being in the strip clubs every night of his career, 
talking about your boy Charlemagne the God being, uh, um, you know, taking that plea for being a delinquency to a minor. So, the universe gave that man the mic, and mm. he ran with it. He ran with it, and he's soaking up that 15 minutes of getting back in the spotlight, bro. I'm not even going to fake like he had an easy way uh, in the in the NBA. It was it was hard as hell. He got drafted by Michael Jordan, and Michael Jordan beat the hell out of him because that's what MJ do. He beat the hell out of his teammates. It's no, there's no doubts about that. But you, when you the number one draft pick, you automatically got your got your target on your back. Charlemagne was out of pocket for exposing Kwame's family. Look, a lot of things were said. A lot of things were said in the heat of everything that went on, and just just pushed it to wherever it went. And he he he's got 15 minutes of fame, and so he's gonna keep burning it 100. But he even he even responded to that because he had made comments of like you know he didn't. He wasn't raised by his dad, and allegedly his dad had committed some crimes, you know, in the South Carolina area, and he was raised by his mom. You know, he he refers to his mom a lot when he talks in his rants, and, um, you know, basically he also has some brothers that had some issues, too, from the same, you know, family side, and he, and he kind of was disappointed that Charlemagne tried to expose that because Charlemagne's from the South Carolina area, too. Yeah. So basically he was like, you know, you're telling all these – um, all these rumors and my 16 year old son got to hear it coming from you when, you know, that's not even true. So that's when he took it to Charlemagne's case, you know, as far as what he allegedly did with the 15 year old. And, you know, he started going at, at the race, at the race baiting. And he was talking about like, you know, how the white man has, has black men on these platforms talking about black men, you know what I'm saying? And like, he was really trying to take it there, saying like Charlemagne is getting protection because he's got all the corporations behind him. Um, you know, and Stephen A. Smith is sitting up there talking about, you know, black athletes and, and putting people down. And, you know, basically he was a kid, you know, he was saying, and I, and I felt that when he went there, he was like, he was a 17, 18 year old kid with a lot of pressure, but he graduated with honors and he had a good head on his shoulders and he's, and he's done well with his money. So I think it is kind of messed up for Steven Jackson when he said, you know, he was he uh his life was dirt because he was a bust. And and that whole conversation with them going back and forth was crazy, man. If you get a chance, check that out. But but yeah, yeah man, check- it's, it's it's disappointing though. I checked some of it out, man. I'm gonna tell you, like I said, it it is him soaking up. I checked out both his conversation and Matt Barnes' conversation, though the their clapbacks. <laughs> and they were hilarious. They were hilarious. And they all <laughs> taking personal shots. And, and you're going to come back in that form and that fashion when you do. Matt Barnes but, tries to say, hey, come on the podcast so that, you know, we can air it out. And that was a strategic <laughs> move to make money on the podcast. And Kwame was like, to hell with you and your platform. I don't need your platform. I got a platform. And his platform is 15 minutes strong. But hey, it's, what, it's what it is, man. It's hitting heavy, it's though, man. It it's definitely but, getting heard and seen by the right people. Um, but but Gilbert Arena said Kwame Bryant is not one to be played with. He told stories about him and his him and his boy beating up like six security guards one night at the club. So he said he's the real Debo, but he he'll put his hands on you. So hey, hey, hey. if Steven anybody Jackson, if anybody know uh you know Agent Zero knows if anybody knows <laughs> right Agent Zero knows he all brought all his guns to work, Gilbert Arenas, but. <laughs> 
But your boy Steven Jackson, though, he was uh he started off his soliloquy like, you know, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna disrespect you, Kwame. I'm just gonna talk about how much you suck. You know, and then he was like, Your life was dirt. I said, Oh man, how you gonna start off by saying you're not gonna disrespect somebody? And then five seconds later, he turned around and said, The man's life is dirt. Like, sheesh. Let's get that's disrespectful. I'm not gonna do it, but I'm gonna do it. And you did it full of ratings. So, look, let that man Kwame Brown go back on his tractor, live his live, life, man. you know, you know, um, graze graze his farm and do what he do. Stop pulling that man up name in everybody's mouth. Hawks just took game one. Ah, uh, shout out to my man Rob from Flatbush. Hawks just took game one. The Knicks That's can't what figure it, it out, man. They just like the Wizards, man. Come sit down after one. <laughs> Come chill out. There's a spot look, right next to the next on the bench. Right next to the bench. Look, let's get to the nitty gritty of tonight's conversation, which you I doing, think is you doing business, huh? You doing no? We're not doing business this week. I thought I've, uh, I got one, but I'm gonna pause on that one because I want to do more research on that one. You got to investigate the business. What's going on? I got to investigate the business. Now, now, is I, it a front? Is it a front for something illegal? It's not a front. It's not a front. Before I let me do more investigation. They I just never heard one of our businesses get uh, put a week off due to investigation. Okay, I yeah, know. <laughs> pending investigation. To this. They just earned. They just opened up a firm in Bowie, Maryland. So I want to do more research before I shout them out. I'm gonna just keep it 100. <laughs> That's <laughs> hilarious, man. You look. You got a platform. You send people to the right places. You want to make sure it's, it's cope. Everything's cope aesthetic. But look, yeah, I can't send you to the car dealership and get your head cracked. <laughs> Go see my man Curtis. There's a cup. Hey, look, we know there's a couple spots we ain't sending folks. Yeah, point blank. Yeah. So ain't doing it. But look, the main topic of tonight, if you saw the title, if you didn't, let me re- repeat it. Who is raising your kids? Okay. Mm. On on this on this podcast, we talked about who you listening to, who you talking to, the ways you ruin relationships, the ways you can keep relationships. Um you know, the differences, you know, between men and women and, and how they interact with each other, communication, mental, mental health. What about the children? What to ignore the them is so easy. <laughs> what funny, are you, how funny, are you, those are, those are lyrics, by the way. <laughs> how are your kids being raised and who is raising them? Okay. That's a good question. Um, I, I look, you know it's, it's funny. different. Yeah, it's different right now, right? Um, because kids are kids have iPads and tablets in their hands before they can say actual words, right? <laughs> Am I lying? Nah. No, they they have iPads and tablets in their hands before they uh, they can say words. So we understand how technology plays a huge role um, in the growth of your kids, in the development, and also in their social interaction. Um, and we're just talking about the influences, really the influences. So it's funny, it's funny you brought it up because I was at the, um, just real quick, I was at the barbershop and I was listening to a guy, he was cutting hair and he did like six years in the feds, right? One of those barbers. And then I had the other guy and everybody was in the chairs and we were like talking about the same thing we're talking about. And mm-hmm. the one guy said something funny as hell because he was like, well, you know, 
there was a time back in the day where I was in keyboarding class in the eighth grade, and that's when I learned how to type. You know, now my kids learn how to type on their iPad too. So technology is great, <laughs> right? Yeah. And then, and then the other guy was like, well, you know, but in my opinion, you know, the kids aren't growing socially, you know, because everything's, you know, through computers or through a technological barrier where you don't have that face-to-face interaction. You know, I was talking to my girl about that at dinner tonight. Like, mm-hmm. the things that we would have to face would be, like, talking about when we were growing up, okay? You know, we would have to face things face-to-face. You know, right. we would have to deal with bullying face-to-face. We would have right. to deal with, you know, the whole, you know, what you what you wearing, keeping up with the Joneses, like, in the classroom or around your neighborhood, like, you know, with your clothes and everything. Now it's like people can sit behind these keyboards and these computers, and I don't think it's the same type of growth and development mentally, you know what I'm saying, when these kids are going through these types of experiences. Like, we would actually have to deal with repercussions if you said the wrong thing out your mouth. Growing up as a kid. You know, nowadays these kids can sit back and be Twitter thugs and talk all crazy and show guns on on the internet and never, ever live that life at all. You know? Very true. it's so, interesting, man, because we can take it different ways. But go ahead. No, 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 no. I mean, you, you you talked about some of the, you know, those are some of the negative aspects of social media, right? Right. Um, and and one of the things that the negative aspect you said is with social media, um, the the main goal of social media is to is to do what is bring us together, right? Allegedly. Is it is it bringing us together, but at the same time keeping us apart? What do you think on that? I mean, question. you got to think about it, man. What's up, James? What's up, boss? But you got to think about it. You know, if I'm talking to a camera, you know, I'm not necessarily being social. I'm, I'm expressing myself to an empty room with a camera rolling. And a lot of these people <clears throat> that are YouTube stars now were putting in work 10 years ago when we didn't think it was cool to sit in a room and talk to a camera. You know, to be honest with you, we, you know, we had personalities. We had different uh you know things that we thought were fun but we didn't necessarily sit in the room and do all the computer stuff and we were out and about playing sports interacting you know mm-hmm. knocking on our friends doors you know riding bikes picking our friends up like it was a much more collaborative face-to-face experience you know growing up like right. you know i remember being in the neighborhood and just like it was a whole nother world from, yeah. from just being in the house all day so going to school and coming back home is like now these kids don't experience that now these kids you know they go to school and now they're not even going to school full time or whatever they're doing and um you know they come home they they twitch stream they're playing a video game for hours or you know the parents who have the little ones they're kind of i like to say set it and forget it like you know they kind of sit their their kids down with the ipads and just let them go and look who's a star right now like if you look at the top view videos on youtube their kids shows you know what I'm saying? You got the kid Ryan who went from like making toys to now they just watch this kid play with toys. Like, mm. okay, when did, when did, when would you ever think that kids would get famous from other kids watching them play with toys, man? Hey, and look, see, there's a lot of things I thought that wouldn't be possible. What is and possible. no disrespect to the people who are getting paid off of that. I'm not. No, sure no, no. Arizona Ron says technology is is like a gun. Woo, woo, bro. dangerous. Already. Depending on how we use it, same for the kids. Also, talk about that, Carmen. Hold on, hold on. Wait a minute. Here's here's your name. Kids are a reflection of their parents. If you read a book, 
your kids will read a book. Is that That's always is that a hundred percent true? Shanae? If you start if you start from early, if you start them like to you know have a routine, I would say so. I mean, they might eventually grow out of it and start you know having their own opinion about not wanting to read the damn book. But, but he's so. So if we you talk start about your kid the, off, K, with an iPad, right? Let's talk about this real quick. I mean, cut you off, but go ahead. If you give your two-year-old the iPad, and that's where you're starting him or her, and that's their, you know, first thing they can kind of relate to, mm-hmm. because you got to remember, as a child, that's when your brain is the most susceptible to learning. Right. You know, you're learning, you're absorbing everything around you. So he fixed my camera. I'm here. Go okay, ahead. but but most of your most of your brain is being consumed with what's coming off of that iPad, and that child is yeah. absorbing everything it's seeing, all the images, all the words, all the vocabulary, the mannerisms that they're watching the characters do it, and then you've got the innuend the innuendos of like you know, um, basically like hidden messages and stuff too. You yeah. know, what about when you watch those like programs that I say programs like I'm an old man, but they have like little hidden messages and jokes. I posted one on uh, on IG earlier where I had like a Sesame Street clip where uh, Ernie and some guy was trying to sell him eights, and it was a numbers a number skit on Sesame Street. But the little guy was holding his jacket open. He was like, "You want to buy an eight? And mm-hmm. it was a number eight. <laughs> <laughs> and and Ernie's like, "I can't buy an eight. I don't got any money. <laughs> I just I just bought I just bought some nines. And I'm like, man, wow, man! Like, look at the jokes that are in like a kid show. But yeah. what do you expect, man, when you do that? Like, what are the? I'm gonna ask you your opinion. Like, what type of? What do you expect, good and bad, from starting a kid off with an iPad or 2K? And would you do it yourself, person? Because I know your kids are a little older. My kids are a little older, but they did. We did have tablets. We did have phones. Uh, we did have toy tablets. Okay. Uh, Shanae says most of these parents spending all their time on social media. Of course, their kids are going to follow. I agree. Um, I don't look at I don't I won't look at technology like a gun. Okay. I won't I won't look at technology like a gun because a gun is used used in one form one one fashion and it's it's used to shoot, to neutralize a threat, or to kill, to harm. Uh I would use I would I would more akin it to a hammer. Okay. Yeah. A hammer, it's a tool. It's a tool, and if used in the right way. It can be uh, it can be super effective. If used in the wrong way, it can be deadly. Okay, uh, putting a tablet is not an issue uh, into a child's hands, depending on how much time you give those kids behind that on those screens. If you can monitor and manage the amount of time that they're uh, inundated with that, then you may have a then you may have a um, a better footing on on in doing it. A tool, a gun is a tool that can protect or harm, right? But its purpose, its purpose is to do damage, to inflict damage. There is no other use for a gun other than to inflict damage. It can be used as protection, but it's used as a as a damage. Uh, that's a fact. Russ said we definitely need to let them use limited. Our oldest son doesn't touch anything until the school work and chores are done. Managing that. Not only that. But paying attention to what they're what they're looking at, paying attention to what they're watching. Um, uh, oh, guns are used to protect yourself and you. But parents see, don't, parents get mad because they don't know shit. They want to blame social media and the school system, but it's your your responsibility as a parent to make sure your kids get what they need. It's also your responsibility to manage um, manage your kids' exposure. 
But right. I think the I think the gun analogy for what Arizona Ron and them are getting at is basically talking about the the whole opposite ends of the spectrum of the good right. and bad. You know what I'm saying? Of a gun. Like you got the protection and then you got the harmful use of a gun. With social mm-hmm. media, you got the education, the, the the social networking, the business and the you know the the um you know whatever you can do for the community type aspect, but then you also have the bullying, the negative imagery, you know, all the the dark right. internet, you know, and things of that nature. So, you know, we're talking about an, an ability for exactly our parents blame TV. It's exposure. It's like what you just said. Okay, go ahead, man. It's exposure. Yeah, yeah. No, that's that's exactly what we talk about. See, when we were growing up, our parents only had to manage two things. All they had to manage was the, the television and the people that we hung out with. That's it. They only had to manage those two things, the television and the people that we hung out with. Those were the only avenues of exposure. Kids nowadays, they have a cell phone, which is a is a computer in their hand. It gives them access to the entire world um, that is Answer out Answer that there. question, okay? Answer Yo, Shanae's question. What is a good age to allow your kids to have social media? Now, what do you consider social media at that point? Social media, is it is it TikTok? Is it YouTube? Is it um, um, is it um, Instagram? Is it uh, Snapchat? My kids in my house, my rule was um, social media isn't allowed for our kids because it's too easy to be seen and be exposed to too much. And it, I get that. But at some point, the but kids are going to have to be exposed to it. James, or, I want to ask James K real quick, though, real quick. But is that is that because he he doesn't really want to manage it to a certain extent because it's kind of like I'm just cutting it off, period. You know what I mean? Because once yeah, you well, allow once you allow your kids to have those outlets, can you really track it? Can you really follow up? Hey, you can learn some good shit on TikTok. Well, yeah. What you can do is you can you can either you can either be real strict about it or you can manage it. Now I'm going to always tell you to manage it mainly because look. The internet is a vast wealth of information mm-hmm. that is at the fingertips of our kids that they never had. We've never in a generation had before like this. Okay. I just took my one of my daughters over to my mom's house and she saw the Encyclopedia Britannica's on the wall. And I was like, yo, <laughs> this was our YouTube. This was our internet right here. This is what we learned from. If yeah. we need to real learn something, this is where we went. You can learn great information on YouTube, TikTok. Um, any social media platform that gives information, you can learn a lot from. However, there's always a dark side to it that the kids are, that that people are going to be exposed to. There's always the good information and bad information. The same thing with um, social media. I think we all know the bad things happens to it. The bullying, we know, um, you know, the pornography, um, how to build bombs, how to make yeah. weapons. Um, how to do other stuff, watching people die, you know what yeah. I'm saying? All that crazy stuff, graphic stuff that people are exposed to. At the same time, social media can give that kid that has an issue with um, with social interaction an opportunity to, without being under a complete ball of stress to look at a camera and talk to kids or meet people in that way of fashion. But at is, the that, same but token, is that real social interaction? What that does is that allows them to practice so that when they get into the real world, they get out there, they can actually go and talk to people and not be as afraid. See, is I disagree, it- okay? I think I think that is a false sense of substitution for 
social interaction. I don't think you talking into a camera has anything close to you being in the neighborhood or in a place of business with other real people. That's just mm. my belief. I think, I think the 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 camera <clears throat> and the computer and the and the barrier of whatever device you're using is a is a false sense of, of security. Okay. You know, because when you're in a room full of people and you're talking and you're you know you're trying to convey your confidence or like deliver a point, will you be that mm -hmm. confident when you see twenty people in front of you versus just that camera? Mm -hmm. I'm just asking. You know, I'm not trying no, no. to be hard of a bit. No, 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 no. That's fine because. It, on on that flip side, you have the introvert who's so who feels like they're socially awkward, right? But is but but, are, but but is that introvert though? Because he's going on YouTube, is he really being social? Is he being social? Or if is he he's talking in a, to if, himself? Let's say if he's on a platform like not well, like this, right? He's on a platform like this where he has a voice, right? And he can talk and he can interact, or a Zoom meeting, or whatever the hell it is. And he's in there in the comfort of their own home, and they feel and they may have a little more confidence in in speaking up and having a conversation versus being in that being in that moment in that social arena where they might where they might clam up and not be able to do so. Okay, that's what. That's so what. So, that's I, what so I asked James Stewart, right, and he responded. Mm -hmm. He said, "No, nah, that's not it." But I, we believe in kids remaining kids. We definitely manage mm -hmm. it because all tablets and phone have daily limits. And we check the history and everything. It's just certain things we don't allow them to see. And I respect that. Yeah. You know, and that's where you got to draw the line and saying. So I want right. to ask you, I want to ask you, Ken, in the chat as well. What do you expect when you give the kids the iPad at that early age? Like, let's not even talk about, you know, Instagram and, and TikTok. But when you're giving the child the iPad at two and three, is that just a, is that a pacifier? Is that an educational pacifier for that moment? Or are you really expecting them to learn from that from that tablet? Like what are you expecting when you give it to them? And then I mean, how I, long is and how long do you expect them to be able to function using that tablet in an appropriate way? Hmm. People give them for, people give those kids those those pieces of technology for different reasons. Right? They <laughs> want their little ass. To, that's one reason. They want their little ass to be quiet, right? But how long? Not always, but how long is that good? It, it, it can be good, and it can be it can be bad. Okay, there's three exactly. ways. There's three ways that you can learn. Right? It's auditory, uh, it's tactile, and then there's visual. When babies are when babies are young, an iPad gives them gives them all three pretty much, and allows them. It can help with development, right? But it's got to be used not only not only educational wise. But it also has to be used in moderation, like James said. The one thing we learned is James has a James and his significant other has a great um, plan in place to make sure to manage the exposure of their kids to it, and and that's the that's the important thing we want to get across is have a plan that's a good point. That's on a good on point. on moderating the exposure that your kids have to that stuff. And um, set your boundaries and guidelines so everybody's on the same page. Yeah, set the boundaries and guidelines because we all know, and we we are guilty of it too. Because when YouTube and stuff first came out, like you could fall, you can literally fall down a rabbit hole and be watching YouTube videos for it's, hours. It's and terrible not, for adults, man. It's not, not good for me. Not even notice. We do that with everything that we have now. We do that with Facebook. We do that with Instagram. You do TikTok. that with TikTok. Yeah. TikTok is terrible because. It makes you think because they're all short, shortened, 
uh, to like shorter than YouTube videos, shorter than that, that a couple of them don't matter. But those couple add up to 45 minutes. Yeah. Oh, what you doing bringing all these people the, in here? We beauty. talking, Cole. And that's, the, <laughs> and that's the beauty of, and that's the beauty of like a TikTok. You know, they figured out the short videos can turn into long view, a long usage. You know what I'm saying? Because those two minute clips, once you watch forty of them, you in there. You know. Yeah. And uh, it's it's definitely uh it's it's tactful, but yeah. You know. Let me go ahead and do a let me go ahead and do a um clubhouse moment right hey i want to go ahead and reset the room so everybody who just came <laughs> in the room here and we'd like to let you, let you know what tonight we're talking on all dressed up podcasts we're all talking right, about right, who's right. raising your kids and the impact on social media thank you guys for coming That's in hey mr not. cole thank you for the raid with five people let's just reset the room i'm tired of clubhouse but <laughs> yo, that's a new phrase that you hate reset the room reset the room how you reset, reset the room, room. Do you piggyback reset the room Jesus. All right. So, <laughs> so uh, let me ask uh, you this question though, right? Go ahead. Cause this is like the um, you know, the, the good old fashioned question when we start talking about social media and, and like the internet and phones, right? Yeah. What do you think about when you see teenagers or young adults go to dinner at Clubhouse is a true narcissist that yes, what do you think about when even like you know, the young twenty somethings go out to dinner and they're in their phone the whole time. Like, have you been out to dinner and like felt a certain way when like you and your significant other are talking, having eye contact, having a nice conversation, like you know, traditional human beings, versus the table like three tables over? And no shots to them, but like they're in their phone the entire time. Like that's that's what I'm talking about about not being truly social. What do you think about that? Social media does two things. It brings us together and pulls us apart. When you when you're at an event, it don't matter if you're at an event and you see everybody on their phones. Everybody on their phones. They are no longer in the moment. They have forgotten about the moment. They don't care about they the moment. Out. They have clocked out. They have gone <laughs> to what they have gone to what their idiosyncrasies have taught them. I have a minute. Let me check this app. Let me check what's going on here. Let me not think about what we're doing right now. It annoys the hell out of me. Look, me no too. phones. Hold on, hold on, hold on. And we all go blind messing with them, by the way. We need oh we need regular, we need regular glasses with blue blockers, blue blocker, UV shit on it, and all that other crazy stuff. Check this Look. out, K-Dizzle, real quick. Did <laughs> you hear? Did you hear about my girl told me this, right? How the GPS and technology can actually bring on an onset of early dementia because you're not utilizing your brain and exercising your brain to remember where you're driving and where you're going. So you're relying so much on the GPS that it's actually affecting, you know, how much you're, you know, going to be able to utilize your memory for later on in life. I think that's a very interesting scientific uh, hypothesis. You know what I'm saying? Is yeah, that you're, going deep, you're going deep into the science right hey, now. Bro, you, I'm you're telling you, man. I, I've been Whoa, research. Man. I don't get on my platform and just talk shit. <laughs> I get on here and try to bring it to the people, man. That's how we're going to grow organically. You're very witty, and I got to talk facts. <laughs> look, look. The internet, social media, your phones, all that stuff is a gift and a curse. Why? The internet's it's scary, scary, bro. You have all the access. You have access I've heard about and read on that read on that argument. That is that's you, super deep, right? That's super deep. 
Look, look, everybody, look, everybody chiming in that. Oh, I heard yeah, about that short term. Yeah. Look, that's what it does. It it gives you, you no longer have to think anymore if you have a phone in your hand. And you choose not to think as much when you have a phone in your hand because this thing will allow you to look up whatever you can't think of at that point. Because you can go, hey, Siri, hey, Google, give me the square root of 9,742, and it will give it to you, and you won't, You don't have to think anymore. That's that's a good, good don't and bad thing. Don't worry about it, baby. You don't, don't worry about, about it. You don't know what Clubhouse is. is. Don't worry about Clubhouse. So, <laughs> so technology and AI, in my opinion, and what it's trying to do to the new generation is turn these kids into cyborgs, man. Like, what that means to – no, seriously, follow me. Everything that we keep advancing as we go forward – is bringing technology and humans closer. So everything's about, and it's only getting worse, James. I'm telling you, I agree, sir, because all the technology. No, baby, don't look it up. Don't you do that? See, to y'all, yourself. y'all telling my wife to go on clubhouse and shit, man. <laughs> Time more like drones than cyborgs. More like all right, drones okay, than cyborgs. Okay, let's go with that, photo. What's up, photo? So, so more like drones, right? So now, the the AirPod is in your ear. You got every app tracking your movements. Every time you get a new app, you have to read the privacies because at any given moment, one of those programs are going to be allowed to track you. So if you got an iPhone, don't commit a crime. And that's a whole different conversation. But pretty soon, and, and just like with the vehicles, you know, they're autonomous. Like they want us to be an autopilot, you know, and whoever they is, is they, but the more and more we're in autopilot, the less and less we're using our creative thinking. And that's another dope topic to go into is the technology causing kids to be less creative or is it helping kids be more creative? Like, think about it. Am I now, am I now being distracted because I'm playing too many games or I'm on social media when before I might be painting, I might be dancing. What's up, Bianca? Bianca. I might be playing sports. You know, I might be doing other things that's active, but right. now because I've got TikTok, all my aspirations are put on hold because I'm addicted, you know, to sit on there for hours at a time. Is it stunting our creative thinking and our creative uh and you know our creative genius in these kids? What you think, bro? I think it's 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 going back to the hammer analogy, bro. It's it's the hammer analogy. It's a gift and a curse. The gift is you have access into all this wealth of knowledge and information. That you've never had before, on in 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 no other generation has had that type. Um, A lot at of the same time, the parents. At well, it's 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 on the parents as far as the moderation is concerned. Um, but you can you can either use it to be creative, or you can use it um, and be destructive, or it can be destructive to you by the addiction to it. The, the sheer addiction to it. Um, the, I have I haven't I have a problem, and my problem is I don't like notifications. Right, I don't like to open my phone and see those bubbles saying you know one two three emails. It makes and stuff you feel like, like you I got work to, to do, huh? It makes you feel I, like you got things to complete. Like tasks. I have to, yeah, I have to, t- I have to tap that <laughs> bubble. And take them motherfuckers off. That means so your OCD have to. a little bit. You're like me, bro. I have that means has to go away. So at OCD, so learn, what I, these kids learn these TikTok dances and don't know basic shit. No bullshit. 
You know, if I see another kid do it, she's a runner, she's a track star, dance, and you can't tell me what's eight times six, then turn that shit off and go sit the fuck down. I'm tired of it. I'm tired it's of just, it. it's different. It's a, like I said, it's a positive and negative. You can use it as a tool to be more creative, or you can use it in, in, and be less effective in society. Got a question for you. I'm going to throw one Come at on. you, right? Would you rather, if you had the choice, would you rather much more technologically advanced upbringing for children, or would you rather be more traditional and have it be more old school social? If you could pick Kermit in your, in your you know, community, how it would rock out. Would you rather everybody be out in the neighborhood together, learning each other and conversing, or would you rather people just be doing everything they want to do in the comforts of their home on a computer. Well, that's... What do you think would be the best for society? That's a deep What question. do I think that would be the best for society? If everybody... You're asking me, if it was like our generation, would it be better? Right. That's what you're asking me, right? Right. Is, is our generation better than what than the direction it's going? I like love to say see- She loves to see kids playing outside. That does not happen... With the iPads and the iPhones. Look, but you have to realize song catches more attention than eight times. They know all the words, Beyonce. You know your kids know all the words to them damn songs. They know all the words. Look, I'm going to say this. I'm going to say this. I will. I would rather it be more technologically advanced, and this is why I'm saying this. Okay. There are more. There are more. Um more hundred thousandaires and more millionaires under the age of 18 right than there ever have been in any other generation there have ever been in any other generation the the sheer ideal and the sheer opportunity that youtube provides our kids as a source of income to do what they love and never have to work for anyone else again in life is unparalleled than we could ever we ever had as far as an opportunity right now okay <laughs> it ever had there's a guy on there's a guy on, um i'm gonna give you one i'm gonna give you maybe two names um there's a young kid named cory kenshin who is a youtube okay. he's on youtube he's got almost 10 million views wealth at an age can be a curse at a young age yes, can be a it curse. can but he but what what the access to that wealth and that opportunity has done has completely changed the playing field. But, Imagine, but, but, but it goes back to what you were saying earlier, and I got to cut you off because we're, just, we're, we're, we're grazing over this point, and I think it's too important for what we're talking about. It's it's the exposure, and it's and it's how old they're getting exposed to certain topics mm-hmm. and certain things, because social media and the internet, Kermit, can be great. You yeah. Know? You can have all the tools and use all these devices to do a lot of things in this world. Right. But if you're giving it to the kids at the wrong place at the wrong time, it's going to backfire. It's not going to be effective. And that's what we're talking about. You got to mm-hmm. be able to make a plan. You know, I like what James Stewart was saying in the chat. Have a plan. Set the boundaries. Find out what your expectations are for what you're trying to get the kids to learn at mm-hmm. the younger ages. And then once they get to an adult in adult age, just know that social media can only be good in moderation. It's just like any other addiction. 
Right. It's now, then that's what we're talking about. We're talking. You asked me the question was, would I rather have it back in the day when kids right. were going outside? Well, would I have, whether would I rather have it now? I would rather have it now because it provides them with more opportunities. And when I was giving the example of Corey Kenshin, who, you know, he bought his mom a house, he's doing his thing, making a, a bunch of money a month at a very young age. He now has the rest of his entire life to do whatever he wants without the fear <laughs> or, or worry of money and, cre- and create generational wealth. Now, Bianca said, is it sustainable? It's sustainable because one thing, sustainable. One, thing, one, thing that, one thing that these social media platforms provide that school has never taught and will never teach is um, the, man, the masterful art of residual income. And that's doing one thing and getting paid for it over and over and over and over and over again. But how many kids or how many of these people are using their platforms for actual positive shit, though, bro? Like all half thousands of kids, thousands of kids. But the other half, no, 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 stop. Wait a minute. Just wait a minute. You take you gave the example earlier of our kids going on YouTube watching other kids unbox and play with toys, right? Not those kids, though. No, 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 right. But you use that example. Right. Another example is going on YouTube, our kids watching other kids play video games, right? Right. Right. And then you have another set of kids on YouTube watching other kids on YouTube, right? <laughs> it's like Inception. <laughs> it's like huh? Inception. It's Inception. It's crazy, right? It's but a dream inside a dream. Things. They're doing these things. And they're generating income and doing what they love. Yes, yes. it gives a false yes. sense of reality. Yes. YouTube stars with no real talent or skills. And some of these YouTube stars don't pretend. Some of them don't pretend to have talents or skills. All they're doing is living <laughs> life. And That's our funny, kids yeah. are That's watching funny how you said that. Did our kids say, are watching you them. Said some of them. You said they don't pretend to have talents or skills. No, they bullshit, don't. Bro. And they and my our kids are watching them, and they're getting paid when our kids watch them. So and they so, but so how, but what do you? Okay, so what happens? When I, so what happens when these kids are getting that false sense of reality passed on to them? Now your that's, kids are affected. That's where we come in as parents. That's where we come in as parents and use that moderation tool of what they're watching, how much of it they're watching. And, and what their intake levels are. Mines Kennedy has a YouTube about room decorating. She decorating the room every day. That's a positive. Every day. Yeah. Right? And she has thousands of hits. And she's getting paid per, vi- per hit. Every time that ad comes up, they're getting paid. There are families on here making hundreds of thousands of dollars a year on YouTube. This is what I'm talking about as far as the social media aspect of it being uh, being great for our generation, but also um, the bad part of it is um, is our kids being addicted to this, addicted to this stuff. Is it's it a different that, form of addiction. Is it, that, is it that, or is it the poor parenting? It's mm, is the mm, bad, is is the bad part all on the parents? So Sinead's been so saying the parents the whole night. So <laughs> look, no money coming. No. No money coming that way from your shit because you ain't got no video up. Look, it's the you same thing. The, yeah, See what you're saying. What the question that you just asked me was like saying, "Hey, is it is the 
is the parent a bad parent because um, of course teenage no is the parent a bad parent because teenage half went out and smoked weed mm. is this a rhetorical question <laughs> no. <laughs> Mama's in the room, right? Me? Why do you gotta use me in your shit? Mom's in the room. No, I'm giving you an example, right? Oh. Is 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 mama half a bad parent because young half went out and smoked weed? No, nah, because no, at the end right? of the day, you you parent your children to understand that they're gonna have decisions to make. And you really want to prepare correct. your kids. Uh oh, he don't oh, what the hell, Clarence? His laptop probably burned. But yeah, that is the point that we're talking about. Um, <laughs> he did it without you knowing anything. <laughs> Mom said you did it without her knowing. I, so, actually, I was a late bloomer. I ain't start hitting the ganja until I was grown. Probably. <laughs> you gonna say, you gonna lie? You gonna lie live on, live on the podcast? I'm gonna rewind this, and your friends gonna come on and tell the truth. God damn it! Look. Oh man, the, is the parent to blame if your kid shot up a school? Mm. That's a great question. That's Chad, I want Chad topic. to answer That's next episode. We should do that next episode. No, no. <laughs> In chat, is the parent to blame if your kid shot up a school? Your parents are blame for everything, K-Dizzle. Your parent is going to be the scapegoat for everything, and that's what the new generation is. See, you haven't talked about that, but now we're living in a generation full of excuses. Everybody's got an excuse. And everybody's accepting excuses. You can't say anything about anybody now because you're shaming that type of person as opposed to voicing a real opinion. Right now, freedom of speech is so false. It's funny, man. You can't say anything. So at the end of the day, you know, back then we were held accountable. And that's a whole nother episode. Yes, who gave them access to guns in their location. We're talking about kids being accountable. You know, because a parent can be accountable and a parent can teach their kids so many things. But at what point is it fair to draw the line and say that child has to be accountable for their decisions that they made on social or in reality? Kids have to be taught accountability. Parents have from, to from enforce. day one. From parents day one. have to enforce accountability. On that question, is the parent to blame if your kid shot up a school? The answer is yes. And the reason is why. Is it though? Is it? Yes. All right. Wow. Their parents. Is is that parent involved in that child's life enough to notice he is having issues? She is having issues. There are concerns. No. Mm, that's tough, Kay. That's not tough. If 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 you know your kids and if you're involved in their lives, right? You know. When there's an issue, you know when there's there's a there's something That's wrong. A good point. You know That's good. if you're involved, right? Yeah, if you're huh? involved, you would. I you, agree. You with have you. to you have to insert yourself in and figure out what the issue is. As a parent, you know what what they what your kids. You don't know what they're going through, but you know when something's wrong. And if right. you're not getting involved. If you're not, you're not, in, you're not parenting at that point. You're not parenting at that point. You're too, you're too separate. Yeah, you're letting your kids take control of the situation. Well, and you're, and you're just not there. You're not being, you're not being present. Mm. Look, my dad will pull me up when he saw or thought I was heading down the wrong path. Right? He probably, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. I'm grown, and my mother still knows me like the back of her hand. 
because our parents, our parents were involved. They know what they know. And it's nothing that you can do or say. You just know. I'm going to know if something is wrong with my kids. That's because because I walk around wearing it on my face. You know when I put stuff. You ain't going to have no questions. Because you're involved in your present, right? And that's the biggest thing. If you're going to, if kids, who's raising your kids? If social media is raising your kids, that means you're not present as a parent. Not at all. That means you're not paying attention as a parent and you're not getting involved with their lives and making sure they're going down the right path. Uh, sometimes he would get me to the before wrong steps. Sometimes I had to learn that there are consequences for my actions. Man, he was like a guardian angel, man. That was a, that's a blessing, man. Whew. And you know, a lot of kids don't have that, Mr. Stewart. And, yeah, a lot and, of kids don't have that. And that's what we're talking about now, okay? Go ahead. But you know, and that's, what, and that's what we're getting to what we're getting. Um, you know, we can even we can we can leave it to technology to raise our kids. Uh, and some of them can turn out okay. Not a lot of them. Not a lot of them. Um, we don't want to leave it to the internet because the internet is such a broad and vast place that um, <laughs> we don't want to leave it get, to the internet. Easy that's way the quote of the lost. show. Yeah, that's we it. don't want to yeah. leave it to the internet. What's four one zero talking about? I think we all know. Oh, we all know. We that. we all know. When you get pissed out, we everybody everybody know what everybody know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but yeah, so. And the, the other crazy thing is, if they don't know how to use it effectively, if you don't teach your kids That's how to point. use it effectively, so I'm a I'm gonna tell you what I told my kids because when they started having trouble in school with the pandemic, what you say, bro? This is what I told my kids when they started having trouble in school. I said, look, I don't understand why you're not why you're not being able to work through this work or that you're not understanding if you don't know the answer to the problem look it up so you're saying when they were having a hard time with a certain subject or whatnot you google that that shit i'm not look i'm not condoning cheating and i've said this to my kids (laughs) i said said that to everybody i said i ain't condoning cheating i'm not but google is a powerful tool before it was google it was ask jeeves it was freaking um uh yahoo Yahoo search engine, but Google is the go-to de facto. You can literally put a whole problem in there, and Basically, it will find the answer. I didn't tell them. <laughs> I, I was going to say that. Look, I don't condone cheating. I told my kids the thing about school is to you go to school to learn responsibility and partial accountability, right? And you also learn how to socially interact. of that information that you're going to learn in school, you're not going to use on a day-to-day basis for the rest of your life. Unless, unless you're going to be a mechanical architectural engineer or, or space or space pilot. Okay. So let's talk about this real quick. So, so you have the ability to almost in a way, if you're, if you're being a good parent, right? You almost have more control of setting the curriculum up for your children using the internet yourself, from what you're saying, than actually depending on the regular educational system. From what you're saying, right? Because if your yeah. if your kids are going to school listening to the bullshit that they're teaching them, they're not right? teaching the kids how to be successful in 2021. No, they're not. So school you can never- sit there, you can sit there as a parent and 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 put a blueprint down and use yep. the internet to teach your own kids if you yep. really wanted to. Yep. If you really yep. want to. Exactly. 
you you give your kids a blueprint for success. School is never designed. They're controlling. They're controlling the narrative in school. They control the narrative when we were in school. School was never designed for for to 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 make you a successful successful. Right? Never it was, was never designed to make you successful. It never taught you how to be an adult. No, they, it 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 will never be that way. It was never it was never designed that way. It was to teach you a good education. To go to college, get a or learn a trade, and get a job. It's not teaching you <laughs> how to be an entrepreneur, <laughs> how to make income for yourself, or I, you know how to be a successful parent. It's or teaching how, you. you know, it's how teaching to be, you how, how to, to live. It's teaching society. you how to live in the system. That's it. That's it. It's so, teaching you how to be a nine to five worker. No, and and look, and Bianca says, so what happened to come to dad? Work the problem. Look, some of that shit I don't forgot. Look, I graduated. <laughs> I got my diploma. I'm good. <laughs> If I can't help Some of you that with shit, it, I done forgot. <laughs> if I can't help you with it, you need to go to Google or you need to ask your teacher because you know, you I'm said not going to sit there. I don't even think I, Ask Jeeves has a domain anymore. <laughs> you sending kids to Ask Jeeves and they're going to be looking at us. Like, come, look, on, come on, Uncle Carmen. How look, you send me to no, no, no. <laughs> Why tell? Look, and Jane and, and Jane said, "Look, why tell them when they can learn for themselves?" One of the they things don't know you how to learn for themselves. You have to, they have to be able to go problem solve and find the answers on their own. Because if they don't, right. if they, they continue to come to you and use you as a crutch, right? Pim dot. I don't give a shit. You can do you can <laughs> Pim dots my ass. Look, I graduated. My job don't ask me about Pim dots. Okay. I ain't never had a job to ask me about Pim dots. Never like asked said, me about Pim dots either. So, I never, no. You, they have to be. They have to learn how to be um, self. They have to learn how to be self. It's them dogs. Please excuse my dear aunt Sally. <laughs> yes, it is. Oh my God, Arizona! This just like, please excuse my dear aunt she Sally. Google ass whoopings. Oh <laughs> my goodness! Great, great. <laughs> You're right. Google ass whoopings. Quote of the night. Where, where do we go to learn on our own? Where do we go? Where did you go to learn on your own? You went to a book. You went to you went to your textbook that you got from school. You went to the dictionary. That's where you went to learn on your own. The kids have a much more powerful tool in the name of Siri, Google, um, whatever you use. Cortana, think, if you're think, a Microsoft person. I think the but, biggest thing, right, real quick though, Kerm, I think the biggest thing that I took from tonight and honestly from you is you got to have a plan. Like you can yes. create a blueprint around education, you can create a framework, a framework around education, and and learn and make the most of your 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 brain, as opposed to filling yourself with useless you know facts and things that won't help you become an adult in today's society. Like if mm -hmm. if you're gonna ask me if I rather send my kid to school or use social media or the internet, honestly, if I could set up a good curriculum, I've actually heard stories online with people who are actually teaching their own kids. And it's becoming very popular, very a lot popular. Of people homeschool, a lot and of they're not—they're not teaching kids what we learned in school about Christopher Columbus in 1492, and they're not teaching kids about you know the Civil War and Abe Lincoln and all that. They're talking about different things that will help you learn about you know building your credit, buying a house, you know finances, investing, banking. You know what I'm saying? Real stuff. Mm -hmm. What you laughing at? I'm laughing at Bianca. She got ADHD. Oh, she on fire. Yes, yeah, she is. But but you, you you're right hundred percent. Like I said, school was never structured or designed to make you successful in life. It was only meant how much of school do you remember? How much? 
Not how a much lot. Was, get out of out of one hundred percent of what you were taught out of twelve grades, not even college. How much did let you retain? Let me just say this, okay? Because when I went to high school, I stopped going to school on Mondays. <laughs> you just said fucking huh? You wanted a three day weekend? Every, you said honest. if I'm gonna sign up for this, I gotta have a three day weekend. You had a pay plan. <laughs> I'm just being honest. You can ask any of my <laughs> friends. I was not Ooh, unless question. unless there was a test. I was not at school on Mondays. And I'm Do just you real think talk. homeschool helps social skills? Hell no. Hell no. That's where you get your Elon Musk's from. <laughs> You're not gonna get your Oprah Winfrey from homeschooling. You know what I'm no. saying? School is designed to teach you how to be a cog. Just another year. Exactly, photo. Exactly. Um, Homeschool. Yeah. Homeschool. Homeschool Mm -hmm. has good things and bad things. You're going to get a lot of more knowledge and wealth of information and the right information uh, to be successful. Unfortunately, you do lose out on the social skills. The biggest draw to public schools or private schools is the social interaction the ability for a child or adolescent to be able to interact with different people outside of their races, colors, genders, and everything else. You, you got to understand the experience of the world. All right, let me, well, let me ask you a question. Is the, is the future geared up to where we're going to operate without having to be a social? That's the question. Because no. if we're going to be, if we're going to be functioning without the old fashioned ways of communication, then maybe it's going to be different. No, you know one of the things that twenty, one of the things that twenty twenty taught us is how important social interaction is. Humans how are made important, to be social. How, how important that social interaction social. is. The species um, is made to be social. The species isn't designed to be isolated, right? As a, as a whole, it taught us how important being in that physical presence is. With the amount of kids that that fell off the wagon during that time or struggled during that time, shows you. Um, and people, just people struggled um, during that time, shows you how much physical interpa- interaction, social inner skills um, are important. Like I said, not, we're nothing without one another. There is a difference when you're in the room with somebody and sharing a common bond versus, like I said, over the camera. You can get some things through cameras, through videos um, like this, but there. Are, but if you're in person, if this was a live show, like comedy hits different when you're there, right? right. Stand up hits way different when you're there. Right. Um, I've seen Michael Blackson in person; and he was hella funnier than I than I've ever seen him on on the screen. I think because it hits different. That social interaction is completely different. Even though I went, he fried my ass because I was sitting in the front row. What do you say was, to you? Huh? What do you say? I'm not going to gonna repeat it right now. Maybe on another episode. Oh but, man, you can't bring up that shit now. But he fired your ass up. Yeah, he fried my ass up. <laughs> motherfucker say, <laughs> "Hey, motherfucker say, look at you, you silly thug. I don't know if you want to <laughs> rob me or fix my computer." I said, "God damn, damn." He, he shit, that's a, that's a pretty good assumption. Yeah, yeah. Teamwork makes the dream work. Works I mean, the, the biggest the biggest thing is, you know, you're going to have a lot of people, a lot of smart motherfuckers walking around in the next 20 years not knowing how to talk to each other. And that's mm. going to be and that's going to be what we're dealing with, because, you know, I think I think what we dealt with coming up was just learning how to deal with different personalities. man. And, and, mm-hmm. and when you work with each other, knowing how to you know handle different personalities is important. And mm-hmm. I think if you're running a business, that's also very important. But. You know, that's why I asked the question, is that going to be necessary in the future for 
a lot of these internet businesses. We don't know. We'll see. Um, but it's a really good topic, man. Um, we really talked about a lot tonight. Um, you know, how, how is technology affecting your children? Are you yeah. guys setting and forgetting your kids? You guys throwing the iPad, putting them on TikTok. You know, are they are they getting their brain ate up by the internet? Are you are you stunning their growth and the and development is what we're talking about tonight. And if if when you when you have kids and you give you're giving them that access, just make sure that you have a plan to to moderate and manage what they're seeing. Having <laughs> that and 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 one thing that we have to have as parents now, black people have to have the conversation about police. We also have to now have that conversation about social media. Absolutely. Right, we have to sit our kids down, and before we give them that access, have that conversation about social media, what's real and what's not real, and and take it as a grain of salt. Because if you don't um, set the precedent up front, like you said, it can lead them to lead to believing in that false um, false perception that people give online versus in real life. We all know somebody that pump fakes hard online. And then when you see him in person, you'd be like, this motherfucker here. Man, I'm going to tell you now. You to be. So you got to have those conversations. Um, you got to limit You got to limit the access. You, gotta, <laughs> you have to have a plan. You don't want social media raising your kids. And you don't want them to believe the things on social media as that being real life. Real I, I, life. Think, I think one of our biggest aspects of communication and and just just growth and development and life with our species is how we communicate with each other. Mm. You know, you can sit here and talk about any type of form of technology you want to talk about and see your face turns blue. But everybody is, they always say like, you know, mass communication comes from media, right? Which is technology. And that's what controls the masses. So if you think about it, you know, like what Arizona saying, dealing with personalities is a true skill. You know, being out there and being around people and learning how to understand, you know, what people are meaning, what people are trying to accomplish is huge. Like, I think the whole world would have to change in order for the Internet to be the only way we can educate our kids, in my opinion, because Mm -hmm. I think the social aspect that we grew up on is still going to be vital. Oh, hell yeah. Hell yeah. It is. So good talk, man. Look. Look, we had some very strong opinions, man. Shout out to everybody that came through with an opinion um, because it doesn't, none of this matters unless we have an actual conversation with the people. Me and Hef can talk till we blew in the face, but if there's nobody else in the conversation, then it doesn't work. Like without you asking questions and be able to help us direct which path or, or giving some insight. None of this matters. None of it matters. The conversation don't matter if you're not involved, right? Um, but look, um, we are here every single Sunday at 9 p.m. Um, I ain't going to say on the dot, <laughs> but we're here. But we're going to be man, here. We, uh, we 16 in, man. We 16, you know, 16 in. Look, 16 I, know, in. I know some people that got podcasts like on episode 152 and all that. We hey. just trying to get, we just trying to make it week to week, okay? Week to week, wherever we go, we're going to get there. Look, you can find us right here on Facebook, ADU Podcast. Tell, hey, your, look, neighbor, tell your neighbor's neighbor. 
Um, tell your kids to share it on social media. Maybe we get some twelve year olds in here. Hey, Kay, before them. you sign out, don't I, don't be afraid, chat. We didn't get nobody text in. Like, don't be afraid of us now. I know you all be been afraid. Like, talking a lot of shit out there in the chat, but come on in. Look, you know, K is gonna put that number up. Text in. I'm gonna next put week. the number up. I'm always gonna put the number up. But just know, if you don't ever learn anything else from our podcast. We're gonna learn get you from Bianca here. Wilson that hoes <laughs> can grow. Okay, hoes can grow. Hoes can grow. Even if she was a hoe from the hood, she can grow. Can they grow with social media? Can they? <laughs> can hoes grow faster with technology or in the streets? Next week, man. I look. You can cash that forty dollars. You, you get forty dollars quicker through cash app than you will by hand, bro. <laughs> <laughs> Hey man, I'm gonna tell you right now, fuck cash app. <laughs> <laughs> That's all I'm gonna I'll say. Know, I'll know what they did to you. Oh, <laughs> don't worry about it. <laughs> we'll talk about that another time. But look, man, I'm gonna put this up too. Please save this in your phone, put it somewhere safe whenever you come back. Bring your ass on here. 301-857-1757. If you have super strong opinions. And probably in the next episode, I promise you, because of what it's going to be, you're going to have a super strong opinion about some shit. I promise okay. you. Save okay. it. 301 We will bring you in the podcast. You can text if you want to come in the podcast, but I would like, we will prefer to see your face. And um, you just might be a co-host one day. Who you knows? just might be a co-host. We, we, we might make a show just, just for you. Just for you. Uh, we've had that. Arizona Raw. Uh, D thinks out loud. Look, man, we love y'all, and we we thank y'all every week for coming out. I'm glad you enjoyed it. Join it. That means we're doing something right, um, and we're gonna keep trying to do everything right. Half what you got, my man. Hey, man, you said it, man. You know, shout out to you. I appreciate you. We 16 in. Bianca Wilson, Patricia Heflin. That's my dupes. She don't Arizona like when I say Rod, this bad. Arizona Rod, no beard. Melinda dude, Carter. Shout, Shout out to the Carters. Shout out to the Carters. Congratulations to the Carters. I love you, Shanae. We love y'all. Watch these playoffs. My Wizards win this week. We get them back. Russ got to leave that crack alone. Put the crack on. two for the Lakers. That's all I'm going to say. <laughs> <laughs> Appreciate you. Come back next Sunday, James, man. We love you, man. We'll highlight y'all. Peace. You know, you know, and I know, and I know, and they know, they know, and we know, we go all in, you know, and I know, and I know, and they know, they know.